Hello, hello everyone. This is Heather. And this is Kara. And you're listening to I'm Not Complaining. I'm Just Asking. It's our podcast. So today, guys, I did something really fancy, a really exclusive activity that you guys might be a little jealous of. So let me just tell you about it. Um, I washed the dishes today. The reason it's so exclusive and you might not do it is because you probably have a dishwasher. Um, we don't have a dishwasher. In guess our who's house. guess who's washing the dishes? Us. The, these people with these two thumbs right here. <laughs> so, so we wash our dishes by hand uh, with soap and with a sponge. Um, that's how we do it. That's how we've always done it. Don't have any plans in the near future to have a dishwasher because at this point, um, the time for learning how to use a dishwasher has come and gone. Um, we stayed at a friend's house once. We were house sitting for them and they had a dishwasher and they said, oh, you know what? Just, you know, use the dishwasher all the, you know, show us how to do, and I didn't want to admit to them that I had no clue how to use a dishwasher. I didn't understand the buttons. I didn't understand it, how it worked. And frankly, I was like, I'm not going to invest the time to go on YouTube and learn how to use a dishwasher. I'm just going to wash the dish with soap and hot water and call it a day. So anyway, I walk into the kitchen today to uh, tackle Mount Dishmore of all the dishes that comes from having four adult humans that consume food and, and a dog that also consumes food. Anyway, so I do the dishes and there's this great meme out there which does prove that there are other humans on the planet that do dishes by hand. And it shows a picture of a guy in a blue t-shirt. And he's standing there with his thumbs up like, hey, and uh, it's a before and after picture. And the after picture is the exact same thing, except his stomach area is completely drenched in water. <laughs> because when you do the dishes, you're scrubbing the dish and water flies everywhere and it soaks whatever clothes you are wearing at the time. So anyway, I finish doing the dishes. All the dishes are in the drying rack, which P.S. that on its own is another adventure because we were like, you know, we had this dish rack, this drying rack for a long time. Maybe we should get a new one. Cut to going to the internet and the internet, guys, drying racks for dishes pretty much don't exist anymore. No, they do, but not the kind that we have. They only have like the fancy Scandinavian Ikea ones, which are like a metal contraption shelving unit that hangs up and above the sink. Like some sort of strange Eiffel Tower so, scaffolding. So as you're washing the dishes, you put them on the rack and as they dry, the water drips back down into the sink. And then the other dish racks that are supposed to go next to the sink, they are all made out of metal. And all the reviews say that if once they get wet and after a couple months, it starts to rust. Of course. So the one we have is plastic. And it has the basket and then it has a drip pan so that the water that dr continues to drip out of the drying dishes goes right into the sink. It's a, it's, a, it's a perfect system. As part two of the Tron series, what is it, Tron Legacy? Yes. <laughs> it's, is it the perfect system? Meow. <laughs> so we're like oh let's just buy the exact same one that we have so underneath it still had the tag on it um even though we've had it for a couple years it still had the tag on it so we looked up the serial number and all that yeah they don't make it anymore 
they don't make it anymore you cannot buy it brand new there is a person on ebay selling our exact dish drain board brand new with tags never used they're selling it for sixty dollars we bought this thing made out of plastic for five dollars brand new what the heck guys and some of you may be going oh just look at target just look at walmart just search home goods home goods well guess what no because i bought i purchased from target a quote dish rack and it came in the mail it was ten dollars it came in the mail and it was half if not a third of the size of the current one that we had and it holds a single dish a single cup and like five pieces of silverware and i was like this is a joke i just spent ten dollars on this plastic piece of garbage and it didn't even have holes for water to drain out no no it just it's a water collection it's just like oh my goodness gracious um but now we've got to be really really careful with it because apparently it's an antique that belongs in a museum of time forgot i have to tell you a funny story though about washing dishes or loading the dishwasher incorrectly because loading the dishwasher incorrectly has caused a lot of problems uh for a lot of households and apparently there's only one way and one way only to load a dish rack it's not like when you put the toilet paper roll on the spool that it either spools forwards or backwards which that on its own for some people, is a major issue. I personally do not care. Well, you don't even put it on the spool. You leave the you leave it the new one on the top of the old one and wait for me to go in there and I go, gosh darn it. <laughs> um, but, but back to... <laughs> so yes, we, we get annoyed about different things in our own household. <laughs> Or when someone leaves the soap container, the soap pump, empty when you go to wash your hands and you already have your hands all wet and you go to pump more soap. So here's the thing on that. Okay, so if I'm washing my hands and I, you know, pump the soap and I'm washing, my hands are now clean. So for if, if I... Most of the time, I don't even realize, you don't, when you pump the last pump, sometimes you don't even realize it. So there's that. And then secondly, if you pump it and you're already almost done doing the whatever 20 minute hand washing ritual, like front and back in between side to side over under that you're, you're supposed to do, you've completed that. You turn off the faucet and you're drying your hands. You're now clean. So, quite frankly, no. Once you've gone through all you've gone through to clean your hands, now you're going to reach down and get the large liquid soap container, unscrew the cap, unscrew the cap of the other soap, pour it in, have the spillage, wipe it off, and screw it back on. And now your hands are covered with liquid soap, so you're going to have to start the hand washing machine all over again which you've already done sorry no i'm not doing that so anyway (laughs) when i have been in charge of loading the dishwasher at a friend's house but specifically when we are on location with the volleyball team at a tournament and we stay at like you know kind of like a condo situation where where the coaches say we have a full kitchen and that's where all the kids come to eat in the morning or we have dinner and we go to to wash the dishes and, and put the dishes in to the dishwasher I just kind of put them in there in the way that I believe that they fit and then I have some 16 year old high school kid 
opens up the dishwasher and goes, Oh my god, what is this? What monster put loaded the dishwasher like this? This is not right at all. And I kind of just don't say anything and they pull out everything and reorganize everything on the shelves the way that they believe the dishwasher is supposed to be organized. And I'm sure there's a specific way so that all the water jets go up and it gets cleaned and stuff like that. But I think it's easier and quite frankly faster just to wash the dishes by hand because you're not having to pre-rinse, load, have it cycle, then there's a drying cycle, and then how do you know for sure that everything is clean and then you have to take it out and put it away and then what if somebody forgets to like put the little icon whether it's clean or dirty and then people put dirty dishes in with the clean dishes that seems like a nightmare so why not just have all the dirty dishes off to the side and then wash them and then when they're clean they get put in the drying rack and then when they're dry they get put away and then you just start the process all over again. Being an adult is washing dishes, doing laundry, and trying to figure out what you're going to eat for dinner. For forever. For forever, every day, for the rest of your life, until you die. I remember there was a cartoon series of Garfield. Garfield and Friends. Garfield and Friends! And there was an episode where it was like a Rip Van Winkle time travel story where Garfield fell asleep and awoke in the future, the distant, distant future where everybody had flying cars and robot butlers and whatnot. And his favorite food, of course, was lasagna. And so he asked for lasagna for dinner. So his great, great, his owner, John Arbuckle, his distant in the future ancestor, said, oh, no problem, I'll give you lasagna. And he presented him with a little pill, a little capsule. And Garfield's like, what that? what's that? And he goes, oh, well, all our food is in pill form. You take the pill and it tastes like whatever food it is. And so the pill was of lasagna. And of course, Garfield was very upset by that. But I tell you what, guys, I saw that and I was like, oh, Lord, let me live in a future where I can get a meal. That's a, a pre-made tiny pill and I will be full. That I don't have to prepare anything. I don't have to saute it. I don't have to chop it. I don't have to construct it. I don't have to put it in the oven. And five hours later, I will have a dinner, which I will then have to clean all the dishes that it took to prepare it. I While, while Garfield was very upset, I was like, boy. Wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, when you watch Back to the Future and they want a pizza and they take it out of the little sleeve, put it on the pizza stone, and then it gets slid into the it's microwave. The hydrating. Yeah. The hydrator. And then within like 10, 15 seconds, it goes ping, and then she opens it up and out comes a fresh pizza. And what an amazing thing. And then I think that's also why I love the film Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Because it's the Flintstones to fur. <laughs> and he makes food from water vapor from the clouds in the sky. And it just rains down food of whatever you want. And obviously chaos ensues and, you know, destroys the entire uh, island. But... It's food on demand. Yeah. Which some people might say, well, that's what Grubhub is. No. That's what Uber Eats is. No. We're not going down that rabbit hole, but Kara's no um, will tell you <laughs> how we feel about that. Um, I, but my thing is that, is it really faster or more convenient? And I know that we're all busy and there are... When there's not enough time in the day, I understand ordering takeout. I understand ordering fast food. At some point, you're spending so much money yeah. that not only is it better for you and your family to make it yourself, because you might not have all the, quote, 
healthy delivery options, but it's hard. Adulting is hard. Yeah, expense is my biggest problem with it. But like I say, they're doing everything. Yeah. They're doing everything, so they've got to make a profit. So I get it, but I'm, and like I say, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just telling you my I'm, issue. I'm not complaining. I'm just asking why, oh, why does it take so long for us to make our own food? Yeah. I mean. And sometimes if you try something new and something different oh, and you spend so much time and effort and it tastes awful, the disappointment. Got- but But there's a new commercial out that is so great. Is it Heineken? Oh, I Or think, is it Bud Light? I think it's Heineken. And it has subtitles, so I feel like they filmed it in Europe. And then it played well enough that they're like, we can slap some t- subtitles on it and, and it'll play in the U.S. So what happens is there's a guy that has his friends over yes. for a meal. And maybe he just moved out. Maybe it's a new apartment. And his friends are sitting at the table and they try his cuisine. Well, the first part of the commercial is he's in his brand. It, it looks like he just moved in because everything's super clean. And he's star- and there's like not a lot of furniture and there's not a lot of art on the walls and stuff. And, and he's, he's excited about cooking. He's so excited to be cooking. So maybe he watched, attended a learning annex course which, food network yeah and so he's like got the frying pans going he's chopping he's throwing things he's trying to make a sauce and so his friends are at the table waiting and so he brings everything out and he serves it up to everyone and he goes oh wait i forgot something so he goes back and leaves the room and so the friends all take a bite when he's not there and they're just like this is bad like, they kind of, like, where do I spit it out in my napkin or back on my plate? <laughs> and so then... He comes back. He comes back, and then he's all excited, and then he tries it, and he makes the disgusted, oh! Oh, boy, this is not good. And then they all laugh, and then they all say cheers. Because at least the Heineken's going to taste good. And at least he tried. Yes! Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with trying. And they all appreciated him. Guys, so there's a couple things. I I think if we have some super fans out there that listen to our episode two of our (laughs) journey into podcasting, uh, episode two, which I believe is titled Bird Watching and Baking, we talked about our food adventures. And so there's a couple things that I cook well. Um, one of them being chicken enchiladas. So, guys, um, I have a pretty standard recipe that um, I use where I make my own enchilada sauce. So, we haven't had it in a while. So, the other day we had chicken breasts. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to make chicken enchiladas. So, it's a whole process. I won't bore you with extreme details. But I, I begin the process of making everything. So it takes a long time and I am now, everything's prepared. And now all I have to do is begin assembling said ingredients to create the finished product of chicken enchilada. So I start lining everything up on the counter and I go, okay, pull this out of the fridge, this, this, this. Oh, tortillas open the fridge corn tortillas no you you don't have any corn tortillas oh oh that's like the number one ingredient you need to make enchiladas and i didn't check to make sure that i had it before i started this journey so i am now in this conundrum of what the heck else can i make with all these ingredients? And the answer was no, nothing. And I was like, okay, maybe I have flour tortillas. I don't have corn, but maybe I have flour tortillas in my fridge. I look, I have one, 
one flour tortilla in the fridge. Guys, you need a minimum of 10, if not more, to build the layers of the enchilada. So I'm devastated at this moment because I've invested so much time and effort into making this food. And now I'm totally done. There is nothing I can do. I'm standing in the middle of a pile of ingredients and they're not going to do anything. So I look around. What do I have? Um, I've got the internet. So I type in DIY flour tortillas. And guess what, guys? I made flour tortillas and then made said chicken enchiladas. That was an extra hour of my time that I had not anticipated that day. But there comes to a certain point when you've started a project and you're like, this project is not going to defeat me. I'm going to make tortillas. I'm going to become a tortilleria right now. So you can add that to my resume. Can you make poorly constructed globs of dough that one might confuse for a flour <laughs> tortilla if they squint and don't look very hard? Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. I'm never doing that again, you guys. But it is possible. Making tortillas is an art. And in San Diego, there are numerous places that are famous for their handmade from scratch <laughs> tortillas. And that's why Taco Tuesday is like the number one thing. And they are delicious. You could just smear some butter on it and just eat the tortilla. Yeah, because they know what they're doing. They are skilled. You can make tiny little street tortillas for street tacos. You could make regular sized tacos. You could make crunchy tacos. You can make soft tacos. You can make giant burrito size. All shapes. The best ones are ones that have lard in them sure the lardy tortillas that are huge and you could bite holes out and make it as a mask <laughs> i know that there's the burrito blanket oh, yeah. that they sell um on amazon and then also there are now tortilla face masks <laughs> there are some that are just a pattern of a fabric that looks like a tortilla and then someone has actually made edible no. tortilla face masks. No, no, no. Yes. Oh my it's gosh. it's you know, they're they're gag gifts. It's for fun. So guys, going back to the completion of Mount Dishmore. So as I said, my shirt is soaking wet and I turn to go do something else in my day and apparently um the water had gotten on the floor which i did not see and um <laughs> i <laughs> slid across the room and crashed into the pantry but luckily the cereal boxes were there to <laughs> to protect me from flying against the wall. So there I was, splayed out on the floor. And Kara comes in and sees me. The thing is, is that I was in the other room working on school stuff. And I have my, one of my headphones in and my laptop on my lap. And all of a sudden I hear, Wee! You know, like the squishy, like the sound of something sliding across the kitchen floor and then a crash. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, what? And Heather's just on the ground and she goes, I'm all right. Ow. I'm, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm okay. The cereal boxes broke my fall. <laughs> just like, uh, my, I have markings on my ankle, my knee. <laughs> 
I have a dent in my side where a corner of a cereal box <laughs> went in. And who knows what's going to appear over the coming days. It was so dumb. I'm just like, oh. The hazards. I, oh, my gosh. It's just ridiculous. I think that's on par this year uh, with the handle of the knife breaking off oh. while it was chopping up a block of cheese. <laughs> I was slicing through a giant block of cheese and the hilt, the handle, broke off the blade of the knife and it almost went into my hand and into my wrist. It was terrifying. And I was kicked officially out of the kitchen for like <laughs> a week because they're like, just get out. Just please. do. How did this happen? You're going to hurt yourself. Go, go away. So to replace that knife, because that was one of our really sharp knives that we use for cutting meat um, and chopping vegetables. So we decided to go online and purchase a new sharp knife. And we ended up getting a set, uh, two, two really sharp knives that were so sharp that they came in their own protective sleeves. And one is a very long, sharp, triangular knife. And the other one's more of a very small, modified, almost, I would say, a very tiny cleaver, almost. And they both have their own coverings. And you iron chefs out there that have a lot of cutlery probably know exactly the names oh, sure. of the knives. We don't. It was, here's a set of three knives that are around... Yeah. This length and in this shape. So there's only, like, that there's only good. two in the set that we bought. And I think it was under $20 for the set. So it was very reasonable. And I liked that it had the protective sleeve because then you won't cut yourself if you put it in a drawer or something. Guys, I've always had a real problem with trying to butterfly a chicken breast. Um, I've never been able to do it. It was always really difficult, and in the cooking videos, everyone does it so easily. Yeah, just butterfly the chicken. And it's like, I'm trying my best, and it's just a disaster. Guys, got these new knives, and guess what? It is as easy as the videos show. You just need the right tools, apparently. This knife is so sharp. I mean, insanity. It's so great. So that's pretty stoked about that. Five stars. And then we got um, a new potato peeler. Because the one that we have is going to go on display in the museum right next to our dish drain board um it's it's old uh but i didn't realize the whew, this new potato peeler is so amazing that i used it and i was like oh my gosh i never realized how much of the potato i was losing with the old peeler because it was so dull that i would have to press so hard to get the skin off that so much of the potato was going with it. Like to say half of the potato is being lost with the discarded peel, I don't think it'd be exaggeration. <laughs> this potato peeler is so sharp and glides so smooth. It feels like the potato is terrified <laughs> of the peeler and so it just jumps off the potato. It's fantastic. Well, what's so funny is when we were searching to purchase said new peeler, we were reading the reviews on a few of the peelers, and once we got to a review that said, didn't realize how sharp it was, took off the skin off of my thumb, five stars. <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's, that, the one. that's the one. Also, we got a new can opener. Oh, man. Can openers have been around for forever. As long since, as cans, you would say? Yes. And there are different t 
types of can openers. There are safety can openers, crimping can openers, manual can openers, and electronic can openers. And the electronic can openers, as simple and convenient as they may sound, they break and they rust and they stop working the way that you want them to and you just get a thing that has batteries in it that frustrates you. So finally, we're like, what is the old timey like emergency kit can opener? Found one on Amazon. It was $7.99, made in the USA, stainless steel, and it even came with an extra blade replacement. Five star. Oh yeah, it's great. It's great. It's big and meaty so that you know, the, there's some that are real thin. And so when you grip it to, you know, have the force to crimp it, the thin handle go, digs into your skin and leaves a mark. This one, the handles are really wide and round and smooth and it doesn't hurt your hand. It's great. It's great. It's what a can opener should be. Yeah. Another thing that is a source of frustration and argument in our household are where things go in the refrigerator and the freezer. And the reason why we're talking about this topic for the podcast is because it's back to school time. It's the fall and... At this time, people would be going into their dorms. People would be moving out of their houses for college. And I feel like we should give some advice to try to eliminate some of those frustrations and arguments with your new roommate. They're going to happen no matter what. I'm just going to bottom line for you. Yeah, because everybody's been raised differently. Sure. Number one, I suggest maybe getting a mini fridge for your own room if possible. Also, having a label maker or having a specific type of Tupperware that is a different shape and or color than your normal Tupperware. So then when you put it in the fridge, everybody knows that it's yours. And that's going to keep them from eating it? Well, I I hope so. It's helped here at home. People know what my meal prep is because it's in a specific Tupperware. Yeah. It's a different color. When we used to frequent the dollar store, the Tupperware aisle in the dollar store was amazing. Mm -hmm. You could get small little tiny ones and every size increment up to large like casserole Mm -hmm. sizes. And if you are using a coffee maker and you have leftover hot coffee, you can pour that liquid coffee, instead of throwing it away, you can pour it into an empty ice cube tray, freeze it, and then put those ice cubes into a Ziploc bag, and you can grind it up to make iced coffee later. Right. You can do that with iced tea as well. So if you don't want your iced tea to get watered down, you make iced tea ice cubes to put in your liquid cold ice tea there you go life hack Mm -hmm. it's great a helpful tip for meal prep is if you get large bags of vegetables you could cut them up ahead of time and put them in individual servings in ziploc freezer bags and freeze them ahead of time so then when you want to make your meal prep You just simply take them out of the freezer, put them in your baking dish. Mm -hmm. So you've already done the prep ahead of time. I feel as though that is very convenient. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. It's great. Anyway, my frustration also is if you're going to use like salsa or some sort of topping or condiment for whatever you're making and you just kind of do a quick glance, a quick one over of the refrigerator for whatever you need and you don't see it and you go, okay, I'm going to open a new one. 
And then later on, I will open the fridge and come to find that there are not one, but two, like, half jars of pickles or, like, half jars of salsa. And I'm like, what is going on? Why are they not in the door? When you use something, you don't place it on the shelf inside the fridge. You place it on the shelf in the shelves in the door so that when somebody goes to make a sandwich or wants salsa with chips or whatever it's in the door and then if it's not in the door guess what you know that there isn't one in the fridge so then you go to the pantry and open a new one and use, then, use your eyeballs and then um you'll 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 see me at the pantry because i've fallen into the water <laughs> But oh I, apparently there is a specific organization for the refrigerator. And I didn't know this until somebody shared it with me. And I tried to reorganize the refrigerator uh, like a month into quarantine. And over time, all of the items went back <laughs> to where they originally were. <laughs> like... The crisper and where your vegetables are supposed to be and the eggs and dairy are not supposed to be in the door because that's what opens and closes. It'll it'll heat up or spoil faster. And eggs are not supposed to be on the top shelf. They're supposed to be on the bottom shelf. We have our eggs on the top shelf. But the heavier... What's come to my attention is that we need to get in a better habit of putting the heaviest, biggest items all the way on the bottom, and the lightest stuff and the leftovers. Well, the, e- the that would be the eggs. What's going to be lighter than the eggs? I'm just saying. That so the there's motor, a grenade in your little theory. I, no, I, I, I think the eggs should go on the top shelf. Okay. But apparently, the people who make refrigerators say that is not where eggs go because it's too. The temperature is too cold at the top mm. because that's where the the fan and the generator mm. is. And that's where the cool air is coming into the refrigerating container. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the configuration is that the top shelf is the smallest, most mm. narrow shelf. And not much fits up there aside from the eggs. So they need to get their people talking to each other because... What the heck? Or as Avril Avril Lavigne would say, "What the hell?" That well, yes. Two thousand eight, I think that came out. Maybe two thousand six. Sure. The aughts, the beginning of the aughts. Is that alternative? No, the I think the, the aughts is the is the official name of the two thousands. What? Like double zero? Uh-huh. Like oh oh oh? I think so. Oh, I think so. Okay. I'm not sure. And now we're in the 20s. I don't even believe 2020 is a real year. Is this real life? Like John Mulaney talking about his mortgage and how their mortgage is through 2038. (laughs) And he laughs and goes, that's not a real year. Right. Oh my gosh. But one of the last frustrations that we get, well, actually I shouldn't say last. There's, There's two things that I feel as though happen every day. One is bread with the twist tie. And, <laughs> oh and one God. and the other one is putting a wet spoon in the sugar container. So it's so funny. So the the plastic little square thingy for the bread bag I mean, I guess it's better than the twist tie, I guess, but uh, there's got to be a better way. It's it's simple. You take the piece of bread out of the loaf, out of the bag, and I'll be honest, I kind of flip down the end piece because I don't want You don't the, want the nub? I don't want, no, I don't. Um, I don't eat the ends of bread. I only emergency situations only. 
And so I will take my single or two pieces of bread, if I'm making a sandwich, from the innard part and then slide it out. And then I will turn the bag on its side or vertically so the bread will then accordion. And then I get the air out and then I spin the loaf holding the top so then it seals the bag and then I put the clip on. And then I slide it into the refrigerator. Now, some people don't put their bread in the fridge, but it's the summertime. It is August slash September, and we don't want our bread to go moldy. So once it is open, we put it into the fridge. English muffins go bad so fast. That is true. You have to keep those in the fridge. Yes. And I appreciate the English muffins come in sleeves of like six or eight. And that goes on the top shelf next to the butter. And there are times where I will go to make a sandwich or get the bread out of the refrigerator. And the bag is just haphazardly folded <laughs> under and tucked underneath. So when I go to grab the bread, the bread almost f- slides out onto the floor. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, where where's the clip? And then once I get my bread out, I do the spin. And then I have to look around on the counter for where someone has either left the bag clip from earlier in the day or I try and look on the counter to see if there has been one from an older loaf of bread that has been discarded but not thrown away in the trash. Again, I feel like I'm the person that's putting it back together for the next, making it better <laughs> for the next person. It is sealed and not stale because of me. You can enjoy your bread because of me. <laughs> And then the wet spoon. The wet (laughs) spoon in the sugar. Come on. I'm so sorry that your life is so difficult. It's really hard. (laughs) It's really, really hard. Especially if the wet spoon is wet from you putting in the cream in your coffee first, stirring the cream in your coffee, and then you put the wet, creamy coffee (laughs) spoon into the sugar. Then... Over and over again, because if you maybe you know one lump or two, I mean, I no, no, you have the clean, dry spoon that you get your sugar and you put that in your coffee mug either before the coffee or you pour your coffee and then put the sugar in, and then you put the spoon in, and then you pour the cream in. And then you stir your coffee with the sugar and the cream. Okay? That's how it's done. And I don't care how other people do it because I'm the one that goes to open the the little sugar container and it is all crusty and it's got dried chunks that were previously wet. And I'm just like, what? what is this? What is this garbage? Why? <laughs> I'm getting it out in the open. I'm, I'm airing my letting you know my grievances. Okay. I, oh these my are the things gosh. that I think about. These are the memes <laughs> that I take screenshots of and send to my friends and going, "Does this happen to you too?" I don't. I don't feel like it. I. I just. And it would drive me crazy at work, too. When I worked at a coffee shop in a breakfast place, and people would do it, and I'd watch them do it and go, ah! <laughs> Your thoughts, Heather? <laughs> I think you're crazy. <laughs> we also I Obviously, it does not bother me at all. How or why it doesn't bother you, I don't know. I got enough, man. I can't I can't take on anymore. <laughs> You're fine with the putting the wet spoon in in the sugar. I try not to do it, but sometimes I didn't get enough sugar and I put 
I prepare the coffee for me in my cup and I stir it and I take a sip and the combo is not to my liking and I need more sugar and I'm not going to go and get another spoon to get just a little bit of sugar that I need and then I have two used spoons sitting there. It just seems ridiculous. Well, guess Because guess where those two spoons are going to go? They're going to go in the sink. And then what do you have to do? You have to wash them. So, yeah. No thanks. Or I could just wash the one spoon. You could. Or you could take... We'd you be in the same situation. Napkin. You could take a napkin oh. and, and you could wipe off... Do the you want a premium... Paper towels, napkins are at right now. I'm not wasting it on a stupid spoon. You could you could dry it off on one of the kitchen towels. No. How about or, that? No. Or how about you learn how much ratio of sugar you need? It depends on what cup I'm using. That is true. We Every do, cup is different. That well, I will give you that, and we do have designated cups for designated times. For designated drinkwares. Yes. Right now we're on a on a Disney kick. So guys, there is a new mug for the Mandalorian TV series. And it is a figural mug, as they say in the biz. So it's a it's a round mug that has a handle. And the roundness of the mug is supposed to mimic the floating baby carriage of Baby Yoda, a.k.a. the child. And painted on the mug is the little Baby Yoda who's inside the car- the carriage. It's such a great mug. We'll, we'll post it on the Insta. It's a great weight of a mug. The material is super smooth. The painting is great. It's it's a world class mug. It is a hand wash. Yes. Only it is not microwave or dishwasher safe. No. Again, plays into the whole thing of all, and I feel like the reason why we don't have a dishwasher is because so much of our drinkware and glassware is not dishwasher safe because we got some fancy cups. Mhm. We got ones from Disneyland. We got ones from Universal Studios. We got ones from just random restaurants that don't exist anymore. And you have to handle them gently because if you break it, there's no way to replace it. Right. We also have certain holiday mugs that we rotate at certain times of the year, but I would say the majority of our mugs are not microwave or dishwasher safe. Yeah. Because of the design and the structure. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And if somebody breaks one of the mugs, oh man. And then when someone goes looking for that mug, hmm, did it get packed away with the decorations or... Can I, do I just not see it? What's happening here? And you just don't have the heart to tell them. Uh, I was getting a mug that was behind it (laughs) and it accidentally slipped off the shelf and it shattered or broke or cracked or the handle broke off. Some people would say, if you really, really enjoy a mug and the handle breaks off, but the actual, like, can the container that holds the liquid is still intact you could still use it but i i disagree it's all sharp from where it's been broken yeah i i would just say you gotta cut your losses yeah. at that point i guess you could get some sandpaper and try to sand it I down could, i could contact one of my players that throws pottery <laughs> maybe he could throw a handle or something i don't and fire it i don't know if he'd be able to put it together i don't know if you can fire it once it's been fired i don't know it's been a long time since i was in ceramics class me too yeah i was in i took ceramics in high school and then in college i only took ceramics in college for one semester and i'm pretty sure 
none of what I've made survived. I don't even know if I took any of them home. I just remember we had to make goblets and I made a whole bunch of goblets and I gave them away, I think, as Christmas presents because I was so poor. Because I was a poor college student. I'm like, hey, I made these in my class and I can't afford to buy you gifts. So here's a hand thrown goblet. Be careful because there might be lead. I don't know. I'm not even going to get into the laundry situation. Not going to go there. Or how you organize DVDs or the remotes. Not going to go there. Or people who leave the lights on when no one is in that side, that part of the house. Well, you leave your light on in your room all day. And you're not even in there. So that's I you. I am coming and going. That's you. I am coming and going out of that room. Making the long trip to the living room. Yes. <laughs> There's that that meme of this this guy, the businessman, and he's entering his house with his little satchel, and he's so excited to be home. And the meme says, "Me after my long day's journey from my bedroom to my couch." Oh, for oh for for remote uh, for isolation. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh that's my good stuff. gosh. But if if we mention some of the same frustrations that you have, let us know. <laughs> if you think that I'm completely out of line and crazy and you're saying, Kara, that is so OCD beyond, like, you need to calm down and dial it back. You know what? I hear you. And I say, No. I've tried and it's not happening. I am the way I am and that is it. There's no way around it. So I guess I will just continue to be frustrated. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. And we'll continue to add to our collection of um plastic uh bread closures. Yes. We've got quite a <laughs> collection going because as you said, I feel we need to save them because what if we lose the one that we're using? For the current bread bag that we have. And yeah. then what are we going to do? I don't know what other uses we could have for them. Earrings? <laughs> Necklaces? We wouldn't be scratchy at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm just asking for you not to put the wet spoon in the sugar. For the love of God. Sugar. Yeah, I would. I can't say yes, please. 